There's a million different traits that make everyone unique. Tonight on the Real Girlfriends of America, we talk about what makes you, you. Stay tuned for the show. Um, we are a company that has a foundation and a mission to build lifelong friendships with the women across the globe. Tonight, we are discussing what makes you you. And I have on the phone with me, Kareem, as well as Annie. And we also have a host of girlfriends listening at home, uh, and they're tuned in as well. Um, so how are you do- ladies doing today? Amazing. Yeah. Yep. That is Great. So tonight, again, we're talking about what makes you you. Um, so I found a list of 10 things that actually makes a person unique. Um, so we're going to actually go over that list of things that actually makes each one of us unique. Talk about is your personality. Um, so the personality is something that is molded from the moment that we are born um, right through the, to the present moment. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Annie, what experiences do you think make, made up your personality the way that it is? You oh, can name boy. one it's a bad experience. Okay, so um, I've talked about this before, the fact that I'm a military brat. My, my biological father, my stepfather, my grandfather, um, they were all military. So I moved around a lot. Uh, I went to 13 different schools before high school. I... I got to experience things that a lot of other people haven't. Um, I've been to Africa. Uh, I mean, it's just the the vast amount of knowledge I got from being a military brat completely formed who I am as a person today. Um, especially, I was on the wall, the Berlin Wall, the night it came down, and so you know, I got to experience uh-huh. some things that other people even, yeah, like no. So. Okay, so you think that your your childhood being a military child um, is what shaped you to being the person that you are. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And I'm going to ask you the same question, Kay. What good or bad experience do you think makes up your personality? You said um, what specific things make up my pers- personality? I didn't, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. So what, what good or bad, um, what good or bad experience do you think um, helps shape your personality? Oh, okay. Um, I have to agree with Annie. Um, I think my childhood definitely um, helped shape who I am today. Um, I think I probably always would have had certain aspects of my character. I can be, um, I, I don't want to, I, I, I think, I, I don't want to say stubborn, not because I'm not stubborn, but because I think a better word would be more like uh, perhaps tenacious might be a better word. Um, and I think that that's, um, 
a large part because of how I was raised. Um, I was homeschooled for the majority of my childhood until I was about 14. Um, and so I don't really have um, the, like, people's opinions don't really, I mean, they affect me, but they don't affect me in the way that people want it, would want it to. Like, if people don't like what I'm thinking or doing, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. And then I just keep on doing what I do because when I was homeschooled, I got used to, you know, not being informed by others, pe- other people's opinions. So I think that my childhood really did shape who I am. I don't think that – I think maybe I would have been more influenced by what people think about me if I had not been homeschooled. Um, so, yeah. Do you think that – and the second actually thing on the list is your attitude. Now, do you think that being homeschooled um, positively or negatively affected your attitude and overall? Um, I think there are both positive and negative aspects. I think there's positive and negative to everything, right? Um, so the positive thing is that I I don't really I'm like I'm not really a, I I don't change who I am because of what people think. And then that can also be negative sometimes. Like if I have I mean everybody has flaws, right? So if I have a flaw and somebody is like, oh, this is I don't like this, and it's a flaw of mine, but you know, it doesn't really, like, their opinion doesn't really affect me because I'm used to sort of doing my own thing. So so it's positive and negative. Okay. And what about you, Annie? Do you think that um, being born, as like, as you put it, a military brat, um, do you think that positively or negatively affects your attitude overall? Overall, it's a positive. Um, I've been able to adapt to most any situation I've been dropped into from being homeless to being, you know, on top of the world. Um, I, I really enjoy people. I've learned to adopt people into my life uh, as family very quickly. And other people that are in the same situation feel the same way. So I have some very good friends that I haven't seen in years, but we still talk over Facebook and stuff, you know. Um, however, on the, on the flip side, uh, you know, everything was always temporary for me. And so it was very hard very, very hard and still can be for me to trust people in a long-term sense and stick around for a long-term sense in any state or any given place or time because I get, I just don't know what to do when I've been somewhere too long. Okay. So, and that may also come into our third um, thing, so it's experiences. Um, so every experience helps us determine how we'll end up interacting with the world and other people in it. So do you believe that that experience um prepared you for a life as an adult? Oh, yeah. You know, I've literally become adaptable to most any situation. But like I said, it can cause issues for me sometimes because I'm I'm too adaptable and I'm ready to jump at, it, at the gun at any time, you know, and settling in is hard. But I'm super grateful because I, I know a lot of people. I've been blessed with meeting a lot of acquaintances, and I'm not afraid to, to go into a room and introduce myself. And I, I know people who are introverts, and I, I like to try to pull those people out because I want them to experience some of the world, you know. Um, but sometimes it gets a little hard, you know, because sometimes you feel like you're always putting on a show. And, and why do you feel that way? Well, you know, in addition to the whole, you know, being able to move around and meet people a lot, it was, it was a necessity if you wanted to be popular, if you wanted to be able to do things. Um, you had to you had to conform and adapt. 
so you just had to learn how to do that. So in a sense, it's kind of like an identity crisis in a way, right? But if you learn to mm-hmm. embrace it, it can be a good thing, you know? Um, it took me a lot of years to realize that, though. There's some people that really couldn't deal with, well with it and others who can. I mean, it's all part of life, right, is, is dealing with how we were grown up. Okay. And, and Kay, do you think that your experience um, being homeschooled, do you think that that prepared you for um, the experience as an adult? Um, strangely enough, yes. In a lot of aspects, it, it helped me to become the survivor that I am because if I had been more dependent or more interconnected with people growing up, I might not be able to survive in some of the situations that I have been in. Um, I think that I think that being homeschooled and learning how to be by myself has given me a resilience um, and an ability to survive on my own that I might not have had. Okay. So do you think that it just helps you be, I guess, a more independent person? Absolutely. Definitely. Um, I mean, not to say that I don't need people because, I mean, no man is an island, right? Like, we all need people. But just in terms of needing, like, lots of people around me, I don't need that. Okay. And I'm going to move on to step number four. Um, So the fourth thing is a habit or or your habits. So a habit is a thing that we do um, routinely. Um, The habits that we have formed, they determine what aspects of our unique personality that we develop. So do you think that, um, Kay, there's any habits that maybe you develop um, that you think that helps you every day? Okay. I'm sorry. Can you what about, can you say that again? I was experiencing some sure. interference. No problem. Um, do you have any habits that you um, do now that you think that helps you on a daily basis, or any habits that you recently um, developed? Um, I. <laughs> And Annie, um, if you if you like, you can answer that same question. Do you think there's any habits yep. that you have uh, formed? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one great thing about having been all over the world, really, um, <laughs> is uh, I was brought up Catholic, and some things in trauma happened in my life that maybe questioned the, you know, the that type of religion or whatever. And so, having traveled around the world, I was able to to experience other religions and spirituality. So. In my older years, I've learned to meditate, and I actually I, I study different different um, genres and religions just to see what it's all about because I can't, I figure that nobody nobody's really wrong or whatever, right? In, in my opinion, um, but meditation has been something that's really helped me a lot because I was always so busy making everybody else happy or worried about what everybody else was going to think or what everybody else was going to say about me, and you know I always walked into a room demanding a presence or attention. And I've learned that demanding is not the way to do it. You know, you want to invite it instead of demand it. Exactly. Um, yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, I know that, like, one of 
my habits um, that I, I did have at one point, but which I don't have anymore, so I guess it's not really a habit. But with the meditation, I think that's something I definitely want to um, pick up on doing this. I found it to be useful when I was doing it. Um, one thing yeah, that um, – Isn't it funny, us, girl? Like, isn't it funny how, like, good it makes us feel personally, but we always allow those outside issues and those outside things to stop us from doing something that makes us feel better about ourselves? which is like the complete center of self-care, right? Exactly. I definitely agree with that. Um, I think it was just, it was something that was easy for me to do at the time, and then I moved, and, you know, you kind of change your, you know, surroundings, and sometimes you drop off habits that probably were good for you or, you know, pick up ones that probably are not the best for you. Um, So, yeah, it's always like a balancing act sometimes, but just trying to stay on track on having good habits and, you know, just having a good routine. Um, one thing on the list is creativity. So, Annie, I know that you're um, a creative mind. Um, so, yeah, I know that you want to share with the audience um, how you're creative and how that makes you unique. Well, you know what's funny about that story is that I never realized how creative I was. I, I was always in acting. Um, you know, being a military brat, like that's what, you know, the, the sergeants and, and whatever the hell they are, the big guys, big wigs come over and you have to pretend like you're a really good kid and, and, you know, have your manners and eat correctly. Um, but I lived in Germany at the time, so we would go out partying on the weekends. It was kind of crazy, but it was always an act. And I, I did a lot of acting in theater, but I actually just realized that I could paint about two years ago because I was always brought up that you're a grunt, you work, you pay your bills and you don't complain about it. I never knew that actually chasing my dreams could be something that uh, would fulfill me, right? And so after I broke my back a couple of years ago, I was laid up, literally, because <laughs> I couldn't stand up. And somebody gave me a paint set, and I started painting. And then I've had a couple exhibits since then. And that's cool. Okay. And um, so I'm going to pay back on the line. Hi, I'm here. Okay. Sorry. No problem. Um, I was just going to ask you the same question before we go on break, and we know that you're also creative, so can you share with the audience what makes you creative? What makes me creative? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I've always believed, at least from, I don't know about it, about other people, but at least for myself, um, the the more creative um the more the more time I have, the more creative I am. If I'm um, overloaded with, um, you know, just stuff on my schedule or just stressful circumstances in my life, sort of my imagination is obliterated. I can't I can't really imagine in in the types of ways that would help me be um, creative in in the way that I in the way that I'm, I'm used to being um, in terms of, you know, writing poetry or writing fictional stories, you know, the, the types of things that I write. And then also mm-hmm. um, um, my creativity comes from different areas, right? Like for, for, for me to write, say a story, again, I need to have sort of a stable environment with not too much stress and nothing to do in order to be creative in that way. However, if, in order to write poetry, I need to experience a lot of suffering. I don't know why that is, <laughs> but I, 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 I am the most creative poetry-wise when I am in the worst 
probably worst hey. experiences of my life. <laughs> so hey, girl, listen to me. Like, you want me to tell you something? Like, my paintings, the best paintings I have, like they build up inside me during the turmoil, and when I'm finally uh-huh. ready to release it. I released it as paintings, and it's it's unbelievable to me because there's people out there who have trained to be painters their whole lives, and I never I never trained to be a painter, and some of my stuff has been I've been told is very good, so I totally get that. Like it's that expression that comes from your gut, right? It just it comes I don't know from some kind of well of pain and darkness comes the poetry. <laughs> so well, there you go. <laughs> well, girl, we got to share some of that. What was that, Annie? Some of that with us. Yes. Oh, God. I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> no, girl, I'm telling you, that's always the stuff. You know, the most of the stuff that makes you most vulnerable is always the best. I've learned this uh, recently. Like, it seems like I'm always like, I'll be really embarrassed about a painting and I'll think that it's really lame or or that it just isn't good enough, and then people will just respond to it in a way that, that I never could have understood. You should check it out. Like, we should express that, you know, like, show it. I think that you you probably do amazing. Yeah. And thank I'm you. Sure, yeah. And we're going to um, actually take a break, and we're going to uh, continue with our list of what uh, things that make you unique. Hello, this is Karen, and here is today's trending news story. Nikki Bella and Artem Chingzavez are the proud parents of a baby boy. The Total Bella star and her pro dancer fiancé welcomed their first child on Friday. The couple announced the news on Sunday, just a few hours after her twin sister, Brie Bella, announced her baby boy arrival on Saturday. And that's it for today's trending news story. Patreon. Please follow us at patreon.com forward slash Real Girlfriends Across America. We strive to bring good content and we appreciate every show of support. Your donation could make a world of difference. Thank you for listening and all that you do. And thank everyone for waiting while we take our break. So now we're back talking about things that make us unique. Um, so I'm going to start off with you, Annie. Um, so the next item on our list is your perspective. Um, so everyone, as you know, has different perspectives on um, how they view the world. Um, no one has right. lived like you. Um, no one has experienced the same thing that you have experienced within 24 hours a day or within seven right. days a week. Um, so what do you think makes your perspective on life unique to others? Okay, so about, let's see, November, it was November 7th of 2018. I fell 12 feet from a second floor loft, and it, I worked in construction for years and bartending, and I never hurt myself that badly. I've hurt myself before. We'll go into that later, but 
this particular time, um, I got stuck in a drop down stair. The bolt was missing and it knocked me out and I dropped down, blew my knee out because I hung from the stair for um, a second or two. And then I fell and broke my back and I had to hike three quarters of a mile down a mountain in the snow because it was snowed so bad my car couldn't make it up the night before. I lived off grid at the time in Colorado um, with compost, toilets, and solar power and everything, right? So I went into the hospital, and I was recovering pretty well, and then I got a staph infection. And I didn't know it at the time. I was sent home, and about a few months later, I was I ended up, I was so sick. I was went into ERs about six different times. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And finally, I got to the point where I was I was dying, and they finally admitted me, and I was in the hospital for about four months. Um, I was on yeah. chest tubes. I, I had um, internal bleeds. My, my spine ended up being so infected that I, it broke in another two places, and I couldn't even stand up or walk. And when I came out of there, I was homeless. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like a lifetime movie plus, you know, 18,000 years of drama. But um, I came out, and I was homeless, and my car was trashed, and I lived by the train tracks with my dog. And I started working three days later, and I got myself into a place within a month. But – the, like the biggest thing that it taught me, honestly, is, is not only um, a different perspective on life, like understanding, I guess is the word, or unconditional love for other people, because I've come to realize that you never know what other people, I mean, I've always been trying to be good to people, but it, on the level of like where you're almost, you're dying, like you need to be good to people because you never know what people are going through and you never know what they've been through in their life, you know, um, I, I, in addition to that, my patience. I think patience, if people would practice more patience, life would be a lot easier. You know, when you go to Walmart and you're going to go to money services or you're just going to the grocery store for something, like, you're probably going to run into a line. If you don't, that's a that's a blessing. If you do, then that's normal, right? And I feel like people just need to have less rage and have more patience in life. And I've, I've thank God I, uh, I've acquired that from what I've been through. Because spending four months dying in a in a hospital, you can wait in any line you ever want to. Yeah, I I get that. I completely get that. And I'm glad that you're fine now, even though you've been through all that. Oh yeah, there there's not a lot that could take me down, girl. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you're a strong um, lady. And I'm going to ask you the, um, the same question, Kay. What do you think um, makes your perspective on life uh, different than others? What makes my perspective on life different from others? Yes. Yeah, so what experience um, do you think in your life has shaped your perspective? Um, well, again, I think my childhood has a, has a lot to do with it. Um, I've I've learned to be sort of, uh, in, an independent thinker and sort of suspicious of the status quo and um, people who, you know, have power and feel that you should accept anything they say without question. I just, I'm just really suspicious and critical of that type of thinking. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure there are other people that have. I don't know that my perspective is different from anyone else's because, I mean, there's, like, more than a billion people on the planet. I mean, I'm sure that somebody has a similar, I mean, maybe not exact, but at least a similar perspective to mine. Um, 
but yeah, I think, I think that my childhood has a lot to do with it. I'm just, you know, I was homeschooled and it's easy for me to be by myself. I, it's difficult for me. Well, I, I sort of give everybody, I, I, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Like I meet people and if they say, you know, I'm purple, I'll take them at their word. Okay, you're purple until one day they show me their true color and it's not purple, it's blue. And I'm like, oh, you're not purple, you're blue. <laughs> so then from then on, I don't I don't trust that person. And it's really hard for me to trust someone that has revealed themselves as a liar. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and we have a few more items on the list. I'm just going to name a few of them and then I'm going to end off by asking you guys one more question. Um, so the other uh, three things that I'm going to just briefly mention is um, that makes us unique is hobbies. Um, so whatever hobby you choose, um, your taste in things, so your personal taste in, let's say, clothing, um, food, whatever your preferences um, that makes you unique. Um, your goals make you unique because they're not all chasing after the same goals. And then finally is passion. Um, so my question to you, um, Kay, is what are you most passionate about? What am I most passionate about? That's um, it's a good question. Uh, I would have to say something that it triggers my passion is when things like are not um, I don't want to say as they should be because that's sort of like a judgment call, but I'm sort of a person that gets really upset about the principle of things. So, like, here's a good example. And and I'm a lot better now than I was as a kid. Like, when I was a teenager, man, I I was just – I'm just a lot better, right? You know, a lot better as I've matured and gotten older than I used to be. So, uh, for an example, when I was a teenager, I went to this, this um, African-American uh, Baptist church, and they had – um, trainings for the deacons, like little boys to become deacons. And they had deaconesses, but they didn't have trainings for the little girls to become deaconesses. And I went on sort of this whole rights for women thing and was like, why do you guys do it for the boys and not the girls? And because of me, they started a training for deaconesses and I participated for about two Sundays. And then I was like that. I was like, yeah, my goal was just to get it started. <laughs> so that's the kind of on the principle of things type of person. Um, I have that ability to be, I'm a lot better now. I'm not um, gung ho as much as I used to be. I'm not as much of a black and white type of person as I used to be. I, I think I've become far more malleable as I've experienced life and, you know, gone through things. So, but yeah, so there you go. Okay. And what about you, Annie? Um, what are you most passionate about? Oh boy. <laughs> um, I think that uh, at my age and uh, where I'm at in life is uh, my big passion is to, is to in my in my own actions and pushing other women especially is to chase your dreams and chase your uh, like like at least try. You know, you're never too old to succeed. You're never too old to try those things that you always thought that you were too afraid to or you you were told you couldn't do. I think that um, we all have such a, a shitty opinion of ourselves sometimes, and, and, and other people around us can, can push that feeling about ourselves, right? And we need to shine. Um, it's Like I always say, it's never too late to shine. 
because I learned that in the past few years. And so I feel like everybody just needs to like, just take a chance, take a risk. You know, every, everybody that's ever succeeded, if you look and see the people that are super successful, they'll always say that they failed many, many times before they succeeded. And who's, who cares if it's fun, right? Yeah. And, and I think that um, the, the purpose of, the, I guess, this call or this uh, podcast for today is just to let everyone know that everyone's different. Um, we're all, you know, with different things. We have a mixture of different personality traits, the different things that we've um, been through, our habits, our experiences, creativity that makes us us. Um, so this is the reason why we talked about this tonight. Um, but we're going to wrap up. We have less than a minute. Um, so thank you, girls, again, for uh, dialing in and participating in tonight's call. And we are going to be back tomorrow with another great episode. But everyone, um, hold the line for the outro. And again, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for listening to yet another episode of The Real Girlfriends Across America. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're here Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. EDT time or 6 p.m. PDT time. Make sure you tune in on all of our platforms and that's anywhere where podcasts are being played. Make sure you visit us at www.realgirlfriend.org or on Instagram at Real Girlfriend 7, that's the number 7, Twitter at Real Girlfriend 7, or on our Facebook page at Real Girlfriends Across America. We can't wait to chat with you next, and until next time, have a great and awesome day.